Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Redskins Perspective presented by the Sideline Junkies. And sponsored by Anchor FM. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Partially sitting in the pilot's chair alone, but... BJ will join us shortly on location, but for right now, you got me all to yourself. Got a number of things to cover. Of course, we all, you know, this is a Redskins show. We know the big big news is Trent Williams that's coming up, so stay tuned. But before we get the, the silver back, last week the Redskins released Mason Foster. Uh, kind of saw it coming. I, I'm not going to lie. Because when we did the 53-man roster, we both, myself and BJ both said, kind of see that coming. And, you know, it, it, it saved the team $4 million against the salary cap. Uh, but what you're losing, you're losing the eight-year pro that started all 16 games for Washington last year. He was seventh in the league in a, with 131 combined total tackles. He had two interceptions and a fumble recovery. So you're losing some production. But apparently and obviously, they see something in the guys that are still here. Uh, B.J. Blunt, Sean Dion Hamilton, Josh Harvey Clemens, Cole Holcomb, and of course, the veteran John Bostic, who was signed in the wake of the Reuben Foster injury. So maybe they see something that us on the outside don't see. But... uh. First of all, happy trails to Mason Foster. And to the guys that are left over in that inside line. Like we're not talking about outside line. We're talking inside. Those guys that are left over inside. Uh, y'all got some big shoes to fill. Uh, I thought that really and truly John Bosk and Mason Foster would have made a pretty good tandem on the inside. But obviously management didn't see it that way. So, no problem whatsoever. We got to move on. It's a business. So, and that was a business decision. Now, the big, you could say elephant, but we're going to say the big gorilla in the room. The silverback is not at training camp right now uh, for various reasons that we've heard. So, I'm going to throw this nice fade route to the corner to my partner, BJ, who's live on location. B, let him know how you feel. What's up, everybody? This is Brian with the Sideline Junkies coming to you live and direct from Silver Spring, Maryland. No, this is not where the Redskins training camp is, but this is where my lunch break is today. And since I can't be with KG today, I got a phone in my Redskins perspective for this glorious Monday. But uh, seriously, hope everybody having a good Monday. Start off the week good. Um, if you're living under a rock, definitely got some Redskins news to talk about. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing KG's part of this later. But let's get right to it because uh, lunch break ain't that long. Trent Williams saga continues in D.C. Um a couple of weeks ago, it, it popped up that he was unhappy with the, the, the Skins organization. It was rumblings then that he did not want to play for the team ever again. Um, <clears throat> the 
depending on who you talk to, it was about money or it could have been about his medical scare. Okay. Fast forward to today, yesterday, day before, whenever you want to, you know, pick up the news piece from Jason Locker for saying that the relationship between the Redskins and Trent Williams is completely broken. It's not repairable. And the Redskins firing back either later on in that day or the next day saying that the, the report was 100% false. All right, now here, here I'm going to dive into this a little bit because something is wrong, okay? We've heard about this on several occasions now. There's been a couple of teammates in support of Trent Williams. I know recently it was a teammate that said he's either with us or he's not. So something is wrong on the Redskins front with Trent Williams. And, you know, you follow the Redskins closely. This isn't the first player that's had some words or some some uh, uneasiness with the front office. So not sure what's going on 100%, but it it just seems to me that I wish somebody let – me, let me say this. I wish somebody would just come out and say what it was. Trent Williams, you know – Hopefully you listen to the show. If, if if this, whatever it is, bro, you deserve the right to say what it is. If if it's medical and you don't trust the scans no more, kind of like what Kawhi Leonard was with the Spurs, didn't trust their medical staff anymore, then come out and say it. If it's about money, come out and say it, brother, because you know why? Because your whole career, you've been one of the best left tackles in football. This man has a Hall of Fame career. So with that being said, you get to come out and say whatever you want. You've been donning the burgundy and gold all your career, you know, and your 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 playing performance, your level of the, the the level you perform at, you get to say whatever you want to say, damn near. Okay, so whatever the problem is, I would I wish somebody would just come out and say what it is because he's not there. He's not in training camp. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the current time, and, you know, I was reading something saying that, you know, of course they can start finding him once he missed a certain amount of days and they can take some signing bonus back. Um, they better not do any of that. Not to Trent Williams. Not at all. Um, the other thing I have a problem with is um, this man has been the best left tackle, one of the best left tackles in football for his, his career. And we know this is, a, at the end of the day, this is a business. It's about what are you putting in my pockets. And it's, that goes from the team and the player. So, and, and I talked about this on one of our previous podcasts. When you have a player on Trent Williams' level, he should have never had, if it is about money. I, I'm not sure what it's about. None of us know. But if it is about money, once he fell out of the top five, top paid left tackles in the league, the Redskins should have came to him. They should have came to him. Did you hear what I said? The Redskins should have came to him and redid his contract to to make him one of the highest paid again. He shouldn't have fell out of the top five, top four. So, you know, that's one thing. And, and then on the other hand, I understand the Redskins, they have a business to run. So, you know, the salary crap hasn't been the greatest. Um... They made money for Landon Collins and a couple other people. So this thing is going to – I just I just see this getting messy and, and getting it's getting getting worse before it gets better. Now, and another 
another thing that I, I've been seeing on social media and hearing, you know, from Redskins fans is, you know, oh, if he don't want to be there, trade him, blah, blah, blah. You know, if he don't like who he is, you know, see if we can get some first-round picks for him. Let me dive into that a little bit. One, Trent Williams is 31, and, and, and yes, I say he's one of the best left tackles in the league, but I don't think he's going to fetch a first-round pick trading because, one, if it comes to that point, the other teams know basically that they have the Redskins in their pocket because the man isn't going to play for them anymore. So they, they're being held hostage. So that's one, that's one main reason right there. So, and then two, show this man a little bit of respect. Like I said, you know, it's, he's been a staple in the Redskins organization. He's been solid, more than solid left tackle. So, Please get this man some leeway. Whatever it is, ride with Trent Williams. Let him let let this process play out. Hopefully, it doesn't get any uglier than what it is. And you know, for the reports coming out from the Redskins and different other people saying that what's going on is 100% false and what's being reported is 100% false. I don't I don't believe that. Something's wrong because it keeps popping up. Keep popping up. You keep you driving your car and your engine light keeps coming on and going off. The second or third time, so you know something's wrong. It's in the beginning stages of going bad, but something's wrong. So, you know, this whole thing is just it's not what the Redskins need right now. KG will tell you, I know he's gonna say it when he does his portion. It's not the distraction they need right now. This team got a young uh Quarterback that's ready to to dive right in, really looking good in camp, and Dwayne Haskins. And that's another point I'm going to bring up before I leave. If Trent Williams isn't at left tackle, do you even start Dwayne Haskins? Do you take a chance? Because I know they're talking to Donald Penn. They were trying to get something worked out with him. Uh, I didn't get an update on that. Um, From what what I was hearing reading the other day, they didn't want him to leave. Uh, I think they were in Ashburn. They didn't want him to leave there without a contract. So, yeah, I told you I'm live and direct from Silver Spring. You hear the you hear the ambulance? It's I, I, hey, I'm not lying to you. Come, I, I, we dedicated to this. But yeah, that's another that's another thing. If Trent Williams isn't their left tackle, do you start Dwayne Haskins? I'm, and I'm not saying Case Keenum or Colt McCoy should be thrown out to the wolves, but I think you got to protect your future. And I think Case Keenum, with the experience he has, and also Colt. You know, could better, maybe better, a little manage that situation. But as soon as I say that, Dwayne Haskins is the more athletic out of all three of them. So that's another that's another way to think of it. Hey, if Chuck Williams isn't here, maybe Dwayne Haskins is the better option because he is more mobile. But you just don't want to get him in there and get him killed because you know the Rock isn't at left tackle. So a lot to digest. KG's gonna come up with his part. Uh, for our Redskins perspective on this glorious Monday. So that's it for me, live from Silver Spring. I got some work to do. I know they're looking for me somewhere. So I'm signing out. This is Brian, Sideline Junkies. I hope you enjoyed this piece. I know it's a lot of rambling. That's what I do best, though. Peace out. Thank you, B. Appreciate that, man. I just, just that whole, everything you said is just like on point and you absolutely right this is not a distraction that this team needs and 
I'm going to start from the top and just, just, I'm just going to unravel it all. I'm going to unpack it and just give it to you. This is how I feel, ladies, gentlemen. And I, I, I hope, just like B said, that Trent, I hope he listens to this show. I hope he listens to this episode. And number one, nobody can speak for him. That's a grown man. I haven't heard him come out and say anything. These are reports from sources and they're unnamed sources that this is what's happening. This is what's going on. But nobody has said, hey, this is what Trent said. And you can quote Trent, Trent saying this. So that's one problem that I have. Is. Dude. He's a grown man. He can speak for himself. Not only that. Just like BJ said, he's a Hall of Fame tackle. He's going to make the Hall of Fame because of how good he is. And he can speak for himself. First, it was a money issue. Then, oh, well, I don't trust the the, 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 the medical staff because they misdiagnosed my situation. Which one is it? I have a problem when... You have people coming out saying that a person says something, but, you know, this person and, you know, Trent is not a very talkative person when it comes to media and especially social media, because he doesn't really post too much on his Instagram and his Twitter. And by the way, Silverback, happy belated birthday. His birthday was on the 19th last week. Happy belated birthday from the sideline junkies. But he didn't come out and say anything and say, well, this is how I feel. Everybody's talking for him. And he's not the type of person I think you need to talk for. Because if Trent Williams speaks, you're going to listen. So that's one thing that's bothering me. All these reports that it's animosity between him and Bruce Allen. Uh, Him and the medical staff. Oh, he wants a new contract. But nobody can nail down what it is. See, that's why I have the problem at. Because nobody can say, well, Trent said this. That's one problem. Problem number two. My fellow fans. And this is one point where I disagree with BJ. If it came down to it and you had to trade the silverback. Yes, you can get a first round, probably a first in two seconds. To all the football fans, the Redskins fans, talking about, well, he he need to get out of here. We need to go ahead and trade him. He ain't no good, no way. You fair weather, non, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me, let me start over. You fair weather, disloyal, uh, 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 ungrateful. Because you're ungrateful because of the talent that you're seeing at this point in time. So you fair weather, disloyal, ungrateful, so-called fans that's so ready to get rid of this man immediately. Talking about, oh, he passed his prime. He's in his prime. He's 31 years old. That is prime. Don't give me, oh, well, he's so injured. That man has played through injuries plenty of times. Prolonged needed surgery 
to finish out the season to help the team. Now, last year they did shut them down with three games to go, but we were out of the playoffs. Every star is always shut down because you're out of the play when you, when you know when you're you're out of the playoff hunt. You shut your stars down. You preserve them. That's it. That's all. Put them on IR. We want to see what these backups can do. Come on, man. But when 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 Trent was putting his hand in, in, in Richard Sherman's mouth for talking trash in 2012, everybody was all for it. It was good. When Trent pulling and running up the field, he's leading AP or Chris Thompson or, 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 or any one of the running backs up the field, you're all for it. But as soon as somebody says something about him not being happy, you ready to get rid of him. And it's not just him. It's any player. As soon as a player speaks up about being happy, these people, these men deserve to be happy. For whatever reason. But they deserve to be happy. Whatever's making them unhappy. Men the damn fence, Bruce. This goes to Bruce Allen. This goes to Doug Williams. This goes to Daniel Snyder. Men the damn fence. Find out what it is. If there's an issue. Truly. There's truly an issue. Between Trent Williams. And the Washington Redskins. Men the fence. You do not let a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. Excuse me. You do not let a future Hall of Famer. Walk out of town like that. I don't care if you got six first round picks for him. You don't let your rock of your line walk. I I, I just, I don't understand people. And uh, BJ brought up a, a brilliant point. And that's one of my other points. You want, you know, these same people want Dwayne Haskins to start. But if you take away one of the best, and I don't mean top 10, I mean Top five, top three left tackles in the game. You take him out of the equation, and then you put a rookie quarterback back there. Not saying Dwayne Harris is not athletic enough to get out of the trouble, but gee me Christmas. You setting him up for failure because his blind side is not protected. Everybody talking about, well, just sign Donald Penn. If I'm not mistaken, Donald Penn's coming off an injury, isn't he? So for all of y'all talking about, oh, Trent's always injured, you show me an offensive lineman that's not injured or playing with injuries. You show me one. Show me one. And then maybe, just maybe, we can talk. I'm just... uh, what was this, 2017, 2018? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Looking up Donald Penn. Uh, he was he injured his growing in week four of last year and was put on IR. So he got released on March 16th. So he didn't play. He hasn't played since week four of last year. But everybody's so high on Donald Penn, and they want him. I mean, stud. Undrafted in 2006, uh, 6'4", 3'15", your prototypical uh, tackle. But, ladies and gentlemen, y'all got to stop this. Y'all ready to replace Trent already off of 
I'm using air quotation reports. Now, what if all this comes out that none of it was true and Trent had to handle family business? Family business. Personal family business that didn't need to be spread around the media. None of these stories are true. He doesn't want to. He's not worried about the contract right now. Uh, It wasn't anything with the medical staff. Now, I'm just speaking hypothetically. But it's none of that. And he had to handle family business. So he had to handle personal business, period. Don't use a Redskins towel to wipe the egg off your face. Because pretty much uh, uh, you show where your loyalty lies. And, and Professor Lucky gets on me an awful lot. He's been doing it for the last 17 years about being uh loyal to players and, and biased because I like certain players, but in this particular case, which I told him last week, it's Trent Williams. Yes, he may not play. Yeah, okay, he hasn't played 16 games since 2013, I believe it was. Was, was 13 or 16? I got to look it back up. But either way, but when he's on the field, he makes a difference. But playing in the trenches, anybody that knows football, you know, when you play, especially interior linemen, but when you play linemen, period, you're bound to get nicked. You're bound to get hurt. Morgan Moses gets hurt two to three times a game, but he still stays in there. And nobody's batting an eye at that. If Morgan Moses was the left tackle and he was often hurt, nobody would bat an eye at that. But because it's Trent Williams, you know, you're coming at your Hall of Fame future. I'm already putting him in the Hall of Fame, but you're coming at your future Hall of Fame tackle like this. That's the problem for me, okay? Now, second, well, this would be thirdly, if there's a problem where he doesn't trust Bruce Allen, um, like BJ said, he's not the first player to have a squabble with Bruce Allen. And a lot of times, guys that want out of D.C., it's because of their feelings towards Brucey. As uh, Zabe called him, the uh, ambassador of pants and picnics. But if it's a problem with Bruce Allen, Bruce Allen's a man. At the end of the day, he is a man. Trent Williams, at the end of the day, is a man. If two men can't sit down, have a conversation, hash out whatever's wrong, and either part ways or have a come to Jesus moment and figure out what's wrong and go from there. And fix it. Don't sweep it under the rug. If he wants more money, I agree with BJ. They should have went to him and said, you know what? You've fallen out of the top five. You're a top five talent. You should be paid as such. Let's see if we can work on some numbers to get you back up in the top five. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Everybody's worried about, well, if they give Trent money, what about Sheriff? They can't sign Sheriff if they give Trent money. What are you talking about? 
Sheriff's going to get paid regardless. And I'm hoping they get that deal done this week. But see, the thing is, Trent gets money. He would have to rework the last two years of the deal. And that month, that new money wouldn't hit for two years. So two years from now, he'll be 33. Okay. Then, okay, 33. Let's say they give him a three-year extension that's worth some mighty long money. That money don't count until this contract is up. Now, you can backload this, or you can rework it and frontload it, you know, put all the, the bonus money and stuff that he's supposed to get next season, this season, so he gets more money. And then, you know, he can opt out and sign a new deal because he has an option next year. And I believe it's a player option, if I read that correctly. So everybody talking about uh, what, 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 what Trent's going to do with Trent's money. That's Trent's money. He deserves it. For all of you that don't think he deserves it, I need you to go look at uh, Brian Baldinger's uh, uh, breakdown of offensive linemen when he broke down Trent. He had one of the highest grades last season. Not just from Baldy, but from everybody. Everybody that broke down offensive linemen play. He had one of the highest grades. Do your homework before you start talking BS. So I'm just, I'm like, oh man. I hope, pray that this situation gets taken care of the proper way, which doesn't result in Trent leaving D.C. Okay? That's it. That's all. Because if you lose Trent, who are you going to get to replace him? Are you going to put Eric Flowers over there? Is that what you're going to do? Huh? Since everybody got all the answers, you think Donald Penn's the answer. You don't even know if Donald Penn's healthy enough to effectively play a a, a left tackle. Who's going to replace Trent is my question. That's the big question. $64,000 $64,000 question. Who's going to replace the silverback? Okay. Now looking at the camp, I'm sorry, looking at who's in camp right now and at tackle. Uh, Garon Christian, who's coming off injury. Eric Flowers can't play tackle to save his life. He needs to be moved to guard. Blake Hans. Morgan Moses is your right tackle. Morgan Moses is out of your question because he's a great right tackle. He can play the left, but if you move him to the left, who's going to play the right? You see what I'm saying? Uh, Tamon Paris and Corey Robinson are your tackles. Those are your tackles right there. Who are you going to get to replace the silverback at left tackle? Everybody got all the answers, but nobody ain't coming up with nothing. On the first, well, trade him and get a first-round pick and some picks and see what we can get for him. Yeah, but that's next season. What are you going to do this season? That's my whole point. You're cutting your nose off to spite your face, people. I don't know what it is. I've been a Redskins fan 
As long as I can remember. All my life, I would say, I've been a Redskins fan. And I always say those two years I defected to Buffalo. Uh, But I'm just, I don't understand this fan base. I don't understand some of the people in the market, in the media, local market and local media, who are saying, you know, Oh, trade him and see what you can get. Where's your loyalty? So what if what if your job said because, you know, you're unhappy, instead of finding out why you're unhappy, what can they do to make you happy? Instead of at least sitting down and having a conversation with you, they say, you know what? We can go ahead and just ship you on out. Uh, you work here in Beltsville. Uh, we're going to ship you on out to uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Or, or something like that. Or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ship you out to Egypt or shoot East Jablip because you know you're unhappy, so that'll make you happy. And we're gonna see what we can get back for you. Yes, it's a business, but these are human beings. They're not cattle. They're not anything like that. They they these guys have feelings, so. If you don't want to find out what's the deal with their feelings and why they feel this way, I don't think you need to be in football because you still need to make sure that the guy, especially a mainstay, a mainstay since, uh, what what was that? Where did Trent Williams come in at? Uh, 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 2010, nine years, nine seasons. A seven-time Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro in 2015. He's been a Pro Bowler since 2012. And you're going to let him walk? Really? Anybody that has anything to say, I don't care, good, bad, and different, you feel you want to call yourself ripping me a new one because it ain't nothing you can tell me on this subject that's going to change my mind. You know how to reach us. You can also hit the DMs on social media, uh, Instagram, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies. I'm sorry, Sideline Junkies, Colin Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Sideline Junkies. Just say, hey, big guy KG, this is how I feel about this situation. You was right, you was wrong. I don't care. Say what you got to say because we all got opinions. Everybody gave their opinion the last couple of weeks. I've said a little bit. Now, I just gave my opinion. You let the silverback walk out of here for whatever. I don't care if you got five, six, seven, eight first-round picks for him. You let him walk out of here. Left tackle will never be the same. But it also sends a message to the other guys that are on this team that if they would do that to your best player right now on the offense is Trent Williams. Sorry. To anybody else, but Trent Williams is the highest rated player. And I'm not talking Madden. I'm talking about amongst peers. He's the highest rated. And you're going to let him, this is what you're going to do to him. Me, if I'm on that team, I'm like, well, if they do that to him, imagine what they'll do to me. I'm not even rated that high. Yeah, I don't want to be here neither. It's going to be a mass exodus again. You know what it's going to do? 
it's going to push us back in the cellar. We're trying to get out of the cellar. We're trying to get out of fourth place in the NFC East. I would like to finish something better than 10 and 6. I would love to see whichever quarterback starts, whether it be Haskins, Keenum, Woodrum, Colt McCoy, which I hope is not Colt. But if, you know, Colt comes off the bench, yeah, 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 yeah. Colt off the bench, yeah, 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 but not starting. But I would love to see this team flourish. I would love to see this team be successful. One of the biggest things to be successful in the offense is getting the offensive line right. You need the silverback because he's the anchor on that line. Him, Brandon Sheriff, one of the best guards in the league. Okay, Morgan Moses, one of the toughest, you know what, and one of a, a pretty damn good guard. I'm sorry, pretty good da- damn good tackle. I apologize. Those three guys, it doesn't matter who you plug into the other guard in the other center. They're going to roll. Because they're going to, it's just something about having that, those group of guys together. And, and, and looking at, the O-line, I mean, you got the chance to put Tony Bergstrom at guard again. Wes Martin's doing very well, so he might be your left guard. Uh, Chase Roulier and the pivot at the center, too. Oh, my God. These guys, I, I've laid this out. And if they stayed healthy, you got road graders up front. Road graders. Okay. We're going to take a break. I, I, I didn't think I was going to do it this week because of the situation. Uh, come back really, really quick. Uh, just knock out a Redskins nostalgia and let you go on about your day. So stay tuned. Be right back. And just like that, we back. I had to take me a sip of water and uh really calm myself down because I, I i i could have went on all night i swear i could Whew. okay redskins nostalgia <laughs> if you first time listening uh every week we missed last week uh but every week we do redskins nostalgia i pick a year and i just talk about the highlights of that year uh this Weeks, year is 2004. Okay, pretty special year, uh, especially personally for me. Uh, Redskins <laughs> only finished six and ten this year, but it saw the return of Joe Gibbs, and that right there made my week. Or so I thought. I thought it made my week. But Joe Gibbs was hired. Uh, let me see. What what was the day he was hired? I can't see. Uh, it was January. I know it was January. If I'm not mistaken, it was January 7th, 8th. He was officially hired back as the Redskins head coach. And January 9th of 2004, my first child, my oldest son, was born. So it was a awesome week. I was just emotional and 
so many different ways. So very good to start off the year. Uh, looking at the staff, of course, Daniel Snyder was your owner. Pepper Rogers was upstairs. If you're familiar with Pepper Rogers, you know, pretty good coach, uh, college football of Georgia Tech, uh, UCLA, Kansas, even coached in uh, the USFL and the Memphis Showboats. He was up as vice president of football operations. Bobby Mitchell assist, still was assistant general manager then. Uh, Vinny Serrato, director of player personnel. And then Joe Gibbs put the nearly the whole entire crew back together. He brung back Bugles, Joe Bugle, uh, assistant head coach and offensive line, you know. Uh, then you had Greg Williams, assistant head coach, defense. One of the biggest staffs in football at that time. We had to take two planes for players and coaches. Coaches had their own plane. Uh, offensive coordinator was Don Bro, Jack Burns, quarterbacks coach. Ernest Biner, Redskin legend, was the running backs coach. Stan Hickson was your wide receivers coach. Rennie Simmons was the tight ends coach. Ernie Zampezi, longtime Dallas uh, assistant coach, was the offensive consultant. Bill Lazor, off, offensive assistant. Coy Gibbs was your quality control coach. And on defense, you had future defensive coordinator Greg Blotch. Uh, Dale Lindsey was the linebackers coach. Secondary was Dwayne Walker. Safeties was Steve uh, Jackson. You had the great Danny Smith as your uh, special teams coach. Excuse me. Uh, the NFL draft, 2004 NFL draft, was pretty – Oh, excuse me. Daggone good to the Redskins. Sean Taylor drafted first round fifth pick out of Miami. We all know how impactful he was. Chris Cooley was drafted in the third round, 81st pick out of Utah State. Uh, coming in this season, they traded Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis, which a lot of people didn't like, and they felt it, still feel it's one of the most lopsided trades. I didn't really I didn't have much of a problem because we got a running back. We got a running back, y'all. Uh Mark Brunel and Patrick Ramsey were your quarterbacks, of course, the aforementioned Clinton Portis. Liddell Betts, Rock Cartwright, Mike Sellers, one of the best fullbacks to ever play here. Uh very great watching him play, and then I met him his first stint in Washington. That was uh two thousand. Uh, Chad Morton, Lavernius Coles was your number one, Rod Gardner, Taylor Jacobs, Darnarian McCants, James Thrash, and Antonio Brown. Not the Antonio Brown you're thinking about, but another Antonio Brown. Uh, your tight ends were Chris Cooley, Brian Kozlowski, Robert Royal, Walter Rasby. On the O-line, you had one of the rocks, Chris Samuels, uh, Ray Brown and I think that was his final season the red snapper Ethan Albright Derek Dockery Lenny Friedman, Kenyatta Jones uh, Vaughn Parker Corey Raymond and Randy Thomas on the defensive side they signed Cornelius Griffin 
uh, Ryan Bachetti, Chris Clemens, Philip Daniels, Demetric Evans, Jermaine Haley, Brandon Noble from the Cowboys, Joe Salavea, and Ronaldo Wynn, linebackers. LeVar Arrington, Michael Brown, Brandon Barnes, Kari Campbell, Devin Lemons, Lemar Marshall, Antonio Pierce, Super Bowl champion, and Marcus Washington. In the secondary, your D-backs, Matt Bowen, Rufus Brown, Ryan Clark, uh, Pat Dennis, Todd France, Fred Smoot, wearing the number 21 at the time, Sean Springs, Sean Taylor, Andre Lott, Ade Jamoa, and Walt Harris. Kicker was Jeff Hall, and punter was Tom Tupa. So, eh, wasn't a great season. I mean, yeah, started off the season with a win over the Buccaneers, 16-10, and then they went on to lose one, two, three, four in a row before going to Chicago and securing a win and going into the bye week. Uh, came out of the bye week, lost to the Packers, beat the Lions, then lost three straight. Beat the Giants at home. Lost to the Eagles, beat the 49ers, lost to the Cowboys, and ended the season with a win over Minnesota. Uh, wasn't a great season, 6-10, but Philly won the division. And, uh, matter of fact, Philly uh, was 13-3 and that year. They were number one in the, uh, the, the, the conference. So, wasn't the greatest of season for the Redskins, but, hey, I can't give you all great season when we're doing Redskins nostalgia. So that's the 2004 season. And like I said before, any questions, comments, or anything, be sure to hit up the sideline junkies. You can even hit the email sideline junkies 24 seven at sideline junkies 247 at gmail.com. All right. With that being said, to BJ, who was on location from Silver Spring. For me, Big Guy KG, thank you to everyone listening. This is the Sideline Junkies, Redskins Perspective, and I'm out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.